Hey, what's happening, everybody? It is the Sports Addicts talking sports with you for as long as we feel like talking sports because really there's no clock. We can do whatever we want. That's the beauty of podcasting. You kind of, you're the boss of your own show. Bob Haney with you, 105.7 The Fan, along with the Robbies, Robbie Davis Sr. and Jr. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. I am doing fine, Bobby. Morning. Great week in sports. Got a lot to talk about this week. It's an easy week to talk sports. Oh, no doubt. And we have Caleb Rada, of course, our uh, producer making it happen, as he always does. And March Madness is uh, in full effect. Brackets are busted. I mean, I'm in block pools, too, like the Super Bowl, so I always concentrate on that anyway because there's more money from a gambling aspect since it's legal in most states. Including so if my, I say I had St. Peter's from the beginning, we're not going with that? I don't believe you. I <laughs> do not believe you. My bracket was busted when I put my name on the Yeah, paper. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but brackets are busted, oh, I'm and this you. is the beauty of it. Yep. I mean, yep. here it, we're local in Baltimore, of course, yep. so no Maryland, no UMBC, no Cop, and no Morgan. I mean, there's no local schools that made the big dance, yep. couple made to the conference championship, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no real rooting interest from a local perspective here. Except Cinderella is there. Yeah, so and now... that's it, what makes yep. it cool. And I'm all about the upsets now. Since yep. the bracket, when Kentucky goes down, you're screwed, Baylor loses, defending champs. Now it's all about the upsets. And no Robert, Senior, no. you mentioned St. Peter's. 15 seed getting to the Sweet 16. Guys, this is a, a pretty incredible story. Led by Shaheen, Shaheen Holloway who played in the NCAA tournament itself at Seton Hall back yeah, in 1996, McDonald's uh, game MVP. He, yeah. he, he was the MVP in the game that Kobe was in. Yes, he was. So, Shaheen Holloway has got, you know, he, he's got a little story to him. And now, man, he's making this story even sweeter with this team. Because this is, this, is, this is the Cinderella team. This is like the Loyola Chicago of, you know, a couple of years ago where everybody in the country is pulling for this guy. It's and, awesome. And, you know, and what my son says, you know, school's got 2,300 kids. And the kids go there for four years. And like he said... When these kids go, they play with continuity because they've been playing with them yep. rather That's than the one and duns. Yep. And this is the result because yep. they're playing like a team, yep. and they are absolutely playing like a team. And from the beginning, I said, I got my uh, St. Peter's hat coming, so I'll have it next week when we're on, Bobby. Yeah. Do they even make St. Peter's hats? Yeah, they do. And it's a peacock. Is that like a real thing? And it's got a peacock. <laughs> so if you got beat by St. Peter's, you got beat by the peacock. Not a, the- not a gale, not a mud hen, but a peacock. <laughs> that is the coolest thing about March Madness, and that's what makes it so, so special every year is that, you know, talent is talent. You can't run with the big dogs. You just can't. You can't jump as high as them. You can't shoot as well as them. But you got continuity. You got guys yep. that played together for four years. That's the one thing that can trump talent. And you see it every single year. You see these little schools where, that we've never heard of that can play. And they got guys that can play. But they And they played together for four years. And that, you know, that, that can outdo some of these one-and-done type teams. It's cool. It's cool to see them. Yeah, in, in a best-of-seven setting. Oh, they get ran out the gym. They'll lose but in five for one games. Day, yeah, for one yep. day. But in a one-and-done, yep. and like you guys said, mm-hmm. They have that veteran team, oh, and they've yep. been together for years. And even now with the portal being relevant mm-hmm. yep. and prevalent, yeah. you know, you bring in older guys. And look, yeah, I was and they're not that. intimidated no. by some slappy five-star McDonald's. Absolutely not. And, and that's what I was going to say. Forget the fact that just they're uh, you know, one and done versus guys. Are, they're, they're men playing against boys sometimes. you got 22-year-old guys playing on teams playing against 18-year-olds. 
There's a difference. Yeah, Bohannon from Iowa, I think it's like 28 years old. <laughs> yeah, kids in his hand. He's almost as old as Fran McCaffrey, yeah. the coach. But, yeah. Caleb, what do you think there? This tournament's been crazy so far. And I thought brackets the, uh, are busted. I thought that the most interesting part about St. Peter's winning was really only due to the fact that Murray State's two guys went down, right? One of them hurt his knee, didn't yeah. come back in the game. Yeah. I think the other one was an ankle. So, just like that, you know, you're talking about heavily relying on your big dogs of the school. I just, I think I mentioned this last week. I just love competition, yep. right? So you love to see, and this is why a lot of people like college sports more than professional. You see the heart on their sleeve. You know, they're not playing for a paycheck. They are absolutely playing for their future, the school, and hopefully hoist that trophy. Yep. Well, let me ask you guys this. Okay, you get your St. Peter's making it to the Sweet 16, which is great. Mm-hmm. Right. But don't you ultimately want the heavy hitters getting to the Elite Eights and the Final Fours, or do you want this run to last? Oh, I, I want to because Loyola made oh, yeah. it to the final yeah. four. I, yeah, I want that run to last. They're, it's a home go. game for them, you know. It's a home game. They're playing in Philly, and so their 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 people are from New York and New Jersey. This is I I can see them advancing, Bob. Yeah. I can see them going to the Elite Eight, and they get the winner of Purdue in Texas, and everyone in Philadelphia is going to yeah. be rooting for St. Peter's. Sure, of course, to win that game. Oh, yeah. That's not you know yeah. a Purdue or a Texas fan. Yeah. Oh, I. I but see, I'm, I I, I kind of like though the Blue Bloods. The Blue Bloods yeah. upsets are great. Yeah, it's awesome early. Yeah, screws your bracket. Yeah, but then at the end, I want to see UCLA play Gonzaga. I want to see, you know, uh, North Carolina, even though they're not the traditional power sure. that they've been, still a blue blood Kansas. Yeah. And you're going to get that anyway. Yeah. You know, you might get a fluke team in like Loyola Chicago, like a St. Pete. You might get that, but you're not going to get a whole field of that anyway. So you're going to get your blue bloods no matter what. Now, speaking of the Carolina yeah. game yesterday against oh, Baylor. and it's, it's Come like back from 25 with, with 10 minutes. Yeah, I'd rather get blown out. Then come back and lose in overtime. Exactly. If you're going to take your whipping, just take your whipping. Right. Instead of losing a heartbreaker when you've already resigned sure. to defeat, you come back, you mm-hmm. tie it, and then you lose. But anyway, the officiating in that game was atrocious. No question. The kid gets uh, he gets flagrant two, gets yep. thrown out. They're probably the referees figuring, well, it's a blowout game, so we're just making a statement. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Baylor want Warriors on them. And I'm talking about Warriors, not oh, Golden yeah. State. Warriors, yeah, yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're beating them up at the subway. And they were mugging them and getting back into yep. that game. And yep. they let them play, which yeah. I like to some respect. But I thought the officiating in that game in particular was atrocious yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it sure. impacted the game. Of course it does. That's why they use cameras and replay and everything mm-hmm. else in the sports now. Because it definitely impacts the game. And that goes back to what we talked about uh, gambling. When, when you gamble, you're the fact you can gamble on sports and gamble on everything. People look at that and look at the officiating and say, I wonder, is there any gambling happening with these guys? Uh, is, are they doing that? And that's the problem when we talked about last week, uh, why you can't have a football player getting caught gambling. You know, you know, you can't do it. Yeah, but Calvin caught, Ridley. Yeah, you got to do something about it. So because of stuff just like that, who comes back with 10 minutes to go? 25 points down. 13 runs. Yeah. It was crazy. But, yeah. I mean, and yeah. their body language was, yeah. they looked done. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I definitely think they were going to pull it off and over yeah. They did, did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. It looked like the momentum was totally going the other way. And there were no way they were going to pull that game off. But to the officiating. And, okay, gambling. And you could uh, try to connect yeah. dots. Because you know people always do that. on the up yeah. and up. Yeah. I'm looking more at incompetence. Yeah. And I think in all sports, and it's a tough gig, you have these uh, yep. premier athletes, 
you know, running and jumping and even in baseball, you yeah. know what I mean? It's more stationary. Yeah, but I don't think that they're what what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they can't address yeah. it in the same year it happened. I mean, I mean you can't have four officials no. on a basketball right. floor. Yeah, but it's on they TV want the three. and it was seen. I just think it's there it's human nature. You get yeah. caught up in the moment. Yeah. You try to be as non-biased and professional as you can. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of these guys suck at what they do. And, and the powers that be will catch up with that. Yeah. And they never have. It's always yeah. been the same. The difference now is that we can see it at home. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's never they've always been the same. Yeah, and they can't do anything right away. But next year those guys that we saw, they were bad officials because everybody saw it. The legal, legal adjust that and move those guys. No, and you, I think so. No, not because those guys are the best at what they do. You think those guys are bad? I'm sure the guys that are sitting at home that you don't get to see are probably worse. Well, well all right, you're seeing them, the, and they're unionized yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot to get whacked for cause mm-hmm. as an official. Well, I think certainly, certainly baseball. Major League Baseball. Look at Major League baseball. baseball. Yeah, you really see it. Joe yeah. West. Yeah. He's got oh my god. You're, you're right. Yeah. But I don't think all the sports get officiating has unions like baseball does. No, but. When you talk about the officiating umps or whatever it is, I've always said they can absolutely impact the outcome oh, of a game. No question. And the coaches and the managers always take the high road. You say, well, it's a nine-inning game nine. or it's yeah. 40 minutes, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't have officials if, if they didn't because it does. Yeah. It affects the game. The most egregious them. of them all was, uh, what's it, Richie Garcia mm-hmm. and the Orioles-Yankees um, mm-hmm. wild card game. That went from fly ball right field, one out, mm-hmm. bottom of the eighth, Orioles up by a run, right. to turned, a tie game. That turned the whole series around. It was, it was. He, I thought, my humble opinion, and I've never talked to Richie. It was a Richie Garcia, mm-hmm. right? In my life, and I'm not questioning the man's integrity. I just thought he was overwhelmed by the moment. He was in Yankee Stadium. He didn't have the balls to make the proper call. And it happened fast. Yeah, I, 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 100%. And I, I think umpires, referees absolutely can impact the game. Because they do. You play nine innings, you play 48 yep. minutes, you get to a certain point in the contest mm-hmm. yep. where their thing. call, yep. one thing, right or wrong, yep. impacts yep. the game. One yeah. thing. Don't you think that lends itself a little bit to the competitiveness of human sports, though? Because you, like you said, it all comes down to one moment for a referee, right? Making one call or not making a call. It's the same with a jumper. It's the same with a pass. It's the same with a block. If the moment's too big for you as a human, you could crumble. And I mean, they're yeah, part a lot of, of the people competition. Say, uh, it, it, things happen during the game. The ref didn't d- didn't impact the game. But but what like Bobby said, that's not true at all. The refs can change the game whenever they want, and they do. Mm-hmm. They all they do it all the time. You see these plays all the time where the, where the referee makes the call that was wrong, and that's why they er- overturn them now in baseball. I mean, they go back and they review them. And they overturn those. Yeah, that's those the difference decisions. is that now that we fans at home mm-hmm. get to see it yep. replayed, slow motion, rewind, yep. whatever it well, is. It's not just us at home. I yeah, mean, Timmy yesterday at the yeah. game was telling the yeah. ref he got teed up for it. He said, look at it. Yeah. You know, he's telling him, and if you watch any ref, they don't look at the Jumbotron. They don't look up at the scoreboard. They're taught not to look at the yep. because you're going to get exposed. Sure. And right. it's it's kind of, it, it feels a little, it puts a sour taste in your mouth when he tees you up for saying, look at it when like, well, if you look at it, you made the wrong call. Sure. You know, so it's kind of like a power struggle yep. between the players and these refs that have all the power and the players really don't have any. See, I always thought, watching sports for years and years and years, that the officials were the adults in the room. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are <laughs> right. supposed to arbitrate but fairly and be perfect, and they're not, obviously. And they, they 
drew shit up. Yeah, a and, lot. And, and, because what you say is true. And it's more magnified now, Junior, like well, you we, said, because we we're TVs watching now. 50 different we, uh, replays. What you said was true. They were the adults in the room. But now with TV, what it is, yep. we can see everything just like they can. We can stop it, slow frame it. So, so now we see what you said from the beginning, that they're not the adults in the room because they're scrutinized by us at, at home. And that's, that's the difference now. Everything has advanced to the point where we can we can call the game as good as them, better only, than them sometimes. How about th- these are guys that well, they, they might make six figures chasing around guys that are making seven and eight and yeah. ten. You know, yeah. you don't think they want to stick it to those guys sometimes just out of spite, just to say, you know what, you, you got me in this, but I got you in this. It's human nature. Sure. Yep. You know, I can screw you this way. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, and I apologize. It was an NBA rep who had a hard on for Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And like teed him up one time when he was just sitting on the bench. For nothing, yeah. Crawford, does that sound right? Uh, Joey Crawford. I, I, I'm yeah, not. I'm I don't not. Know, I don't know if that's a guy. But, I know yeah. but there was. He had a personal vendetta against a guy for the yeah. most part who played with class. Yeah. Wasn't demonstrative mm-hmm. on the floor, but for some reason they just had a beef yeah. that escalated to where it got personal, and I think and it affected that the way the guy yeah. called games. It's you happened to Chris Paul like too. It's yeah. happened to Chris Paul. He has a, a record with officials with more fouls being called on him in tech and personal fouls than other refs. And with the stats that they are today, we can figure that out, right? Yeah. This ref calls more fouls on this guy when he refs these games. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. you don't think baseball umpires oh, had sure. it out for Earl yeah. Weaver over the years or Billy Martin, yeah. or Bobby you a, Cox? You got a problem with Carlos Correa or somebody at the plate and he's got two strikes on him and you hit one on the black and you don't like that guy? You're punching him out. Punching right? him out, no you doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, it's not even a thought because you can't. So what we're saying here, sports addicts, Bob Haney, Caleb, and the Robbies, that, uh, yeah, officials, umpires absolutely no impact the yeah, outcomes no, of games. No not in totality, but in crucial situations, yep. and it, Saturday, case in point, mm-hmm. Baylor, North Carolina, which was a walkway for the Tar Heels, they swallowed their whistles, and then Baylor just got away with mugging the Tar Heels and got themselves back into mm-hmm. the game. Now, Orioles, as we transition to umpires and okay. baseball, spring training has started, but I want to talk about Adley Rutschman. It's the uh, forearm strain. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know, we heard it with uh, Hunter Harvey, uh-huh. heard it with Dylan Bundy, yeah. and we all know the results of it, those. Yeah. Tommy John surgery. Didn't uh, Matt Weeders uh, have a run-in with Tommy John? Didn't Weeders get Tommy John? There's not many catchers that have had Tommy John. Nah, I'm not sure. And I think Weeders might have been one of them. But, uh, man, that's if that's the route this goes, man. 20, 25 years old now. Yeah. First pick in the draft, yeah. number one prospect yeah. by pretty much everyone who does that. Well, this is what this is why I was saying a couple of weeks ago. This is the problem with college guys. If college guys don't bang right out the gate, sure. they're twenty five, they're twenty six, and before you know it, you know they're thirty year old guys. You know, you get these guys, these high school guys, international guys. They're young guys. This is this is the problem because now we might be a year off from Adley Rushman. He might so, be twenty six. Yeah. Me and Bobby last week we kept saying the Orioles. He's got to come north. He, he's not coming north now. No. And, and I don't think it was a conspiracy. No. This guy is definitely going to be one of the finest players if he's healthy in the organization that they've drafted in a long time. And you got to take every precaution now. And these two to three weeks may turn into four to six weeks. But it's probably good for the organization now if this, in fact, is serious to get it nipped in the bud. Because we need something in this town other than Rushman, uh, I think Rodriguez, we wanted him to come up, right? 
And yeah. I mean, he, this guy tops a hundred miles an hour to throw in triple digits. He's number one pitching prospect. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see it as, as the battery coming up for that first game because we know that nobody's going to be at Camden Yards for that second game. But at least the first game, it would be exciting to have them. Yeah. But th- that ship has sailed. I think we're going to be – Robbie said Russell wasn't coming, and he ain't. And you know what sucks about all this is like, I, I was personally a big Bobby Witt guy. I really thought for a lot of different reasons. I think Bobby Witt, you can go a bunch of different directions with Bobby Witt as opposed to Adley Rushman. He's pretty much a catcher, and maybe you could stick him at a corner like first base. Right. But now Bobby Witt's the number one prospect. And now you see this kid, Julio Rodriguez of Seattle, the number three prospect. Oh, yeah, the outfield. And, man, these guys look like they're going to be in the big leagues this year making an impact. And our guy, we don't know what's going to happen with him. And Rodriguez has, like, that 80 power he's, oh, on yeah, that he scouting looks, scale. And, he's, like, a man. He, he looks like a grown-ass man right yeah. now. I mean, he and he's a kid, and he looks awesome. But for, from the Orioles' perspective, and I'm talking as a fan, are they jinxed? I mean, is no. it? I mean, is, there's certainly more to it in the no the cosmos than that. But this is what it is. Here he is on the verge, Adley Rutschman, probably being the opening day catcher. With all yeah. due respect to Robinson Chirinos. yeah, yeah. And now we don't even know. I mean, they're giving you the two to three weeks. Yeah, yeah. who knows when this dude's going to be throwing right. a baseball? But, again. Well, here's the thing. He's going to have even if he, let's just say worst case scenario, he has a Tommy John. He'll come back from that because you can now. He'll, yeah, yeah, he'll, sure. he'll be okay. But he's not. We're not jinxed. The problem with the Orioles is that all our egg, we're, all our eggs are in the basket. All the organizations have guys that get hurt, but they got another guy. The Orioles are banking on every single guy yeah, being the guy to be the guy. To you know, look at the Astros. You know where where Elias these guys came from. They had for every Carlos Correa, they got they got a Mark Appel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You sure. get guys that don't pan out. It just happens. And, and the Orioles, they're, we just haven't – we got to accept that. And, and Robbie mentioned Carlos Correa. And I look at that Carlos Correa trade as different from a lot of people. I think that's an $18 million contract for the Minnesota Twins. $18 million. That That's what they're going to be out for him. Because I think this is what's going to happen. I think he got a three-year deal for $100-some million. Um, and what's going to happen is that – when they when the uh, All Star break comes and they start moving people, he gonna get moved. That other team, and so that means the twi- and the, uh, and and the Twins are gonna go out and get players from the minor league. That well, are- why would they sign him if they're looking at him as a? Because trade Chicago's team. gonna win that division, Bob. And and they need and they need to start from the bottom up. So why not? I go to your organization and raid your good guys to give you this superstar that I got locked up. For three years, you already know what it got locked up. I had to pay him half his salary. You're going to have to pay two years and the rest of his salary. And I got some of your star players out of your double-A or triple-A. I like that. What do you think? I'm not buying that. I don't know uh-huh. if that's what they did. Per se. But I'd go yeah. for that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. that makes all the sense in the world. To sure. Me. I don't know if that's what their plan is. but yeah. What a long so. game. How, yeah. What a long game you'd be playing there. <laughs> having your big star come to Minnesota only to say goodbye nine months later. I mean, yeah. I mean, you already know that. If they don't sell his jerseys in the team store, then you know what the plan is. Chicago is going to yeah. win that division. <laughs> the Twins know that. Why not stock up with some really good players, and you'll get good players for this guy. And you're already locked in on the money. And the way money is being thrown around in athletics right now, $100 million a couple of years, who cares? I mean, it's nothing now. Yep. So that's my, uh, that's my thinking. I, I, I hear you working, but I'm not that. buying that. Right. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. But, man, if somebody else buys it, I'm going to be really upset if I miss the sale. But I'll tell you one thing. From the Twins' standpoint, you know, man, it, the Twins, 
I look at the Twins very similar to the Orioles, except for the Twins, man, they, when they need something or they need a bat, they need a player, they go for it. Mm-hmm. For a small market team, they did the same thing with, with Cruz that we did with Correa. They go after guys, man, and, and, and I like that. I, Didn't Correa like want a 10-year deal? Yeah, he wanted, t- he wanted And he took deal. a three. That's the reason he took a three, because he's going to be on another team. Were you believing that chatter that the Orioles were no. making a run no, at him? No, not at all. Uh, it was kind of, I don't know the guy, but it was coming from one particular yeah. source. He was going to anybody who was going to give him 30 million. Yeah, nobody yeah. else was kind of verifying yeah. that yeah. the Orioles were kicking the, the money. Yeah. So Carlos Correa, he goes to the Twins. But for the Orioles, the wait for Adley Rutschman continues on. Now the question is, when are we going to see this guy in a Baltimore uniform? And I don't want to get all doom and gloom. I'm not in DEFCON 1 yet, but I'm skeptical we're going to see him before the All-Star break here mm-hmm. if in fact he plays at all in the next man i sure hope we do see him because we need something to happen because i do even though we don't have the stars i do think we're going to have an exciting team i honestly believe that we're going to have a better team than we had last year um it looks like uh, uh mancini i mean look like he's gonna he, he's feeling much better so i think that we'll have a better team and i'm hoping even though rashman isn't with us well i hope you're right and I hope they are competitive. I hope they're exciting because, you know, Oriole baseball for the last few years, Caleb, as you know, has been uh, pretty brutal. And fifth inning, they're down by seven runs. You know, we're all diehard fans, but it's kind of hard to keep that uh, interest level high. Well, they're going to win 1030 on a Tuesday night this year, Bob. when the Blue – who? The Orioles. <laughs> 80 games in what? Uh, no. <laughs> If they win 80 games, the, uh, Brandon Hyde's going to win manager of the year, which leads to my next point. Yeah. Here he is, fourth year on right. the job. Yeah. Now, Buck Walter just took over for the Mets, and he's the toast of the town mm-hmm. up there in the Queens, and expectations are through the roof. Brandon Hyde has uh, quietly been taking his lumps mm-hmm. as the Oriole manager and accumulating a lot of L's. You go to his baseball reference page yep. and – his winning percentage is among the worst in the history of baseball. Sure. Is he the gate holder? Or is he the guy that is really going to see the rebuild through? Mm. As hand chosen by Michael Elias. I say the gate holder, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, one thing about Brandon Hyde is that uh, you know he could be unhappy with the job, happy, whatever. But Brandon Hyde would never be a manager in Major League Baseball if it wasn't for the Orioles. This is not a guy that was on the radar to be a manager in Major League Baseball. So... Just that alone tells me he's probably the gatekeeper. He's the Bo Porter. In my what opinion. do you think, Eric Senior? I think until ownership changes for the Orioles, I don't put any of the good, the bad, or the ugly on a general manager or the manager of this team until ownership changes. And proof in point, it took all these years for us to hit the foreign market, for us to go out and get players from other countries and not give up our picks. I mean – it took all this, and so I, I think I don't put anything on that. Like Robbie said, maybe he wouldn't be a manager anywhere else other than here, but I don't put anything on them. Cause but do you see him as being the next the, the guy? No, no, he's not going to be the guy. No, he's not going to be the guy. I think the, I, And I really do think the Orioles are going to be sold within the next one or two years. And, and when they do, I always, I've been saying this for years, that now you can't be a millionaire. You have to be a billionaire. And whoever comes in and owns this club, are gonna, is going to put some money into it to make it something different than what it is. I think the Angelosas did great keeping the team here, but I think that ship has sailed now, and we're going to have to have a different ownership group. And I think local ownership does it's it have to be local. Well, it, uh, no, money is local. money is yeah. you, you can the money can come from anywhere. Yeah. 
The team is not going to move. No. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's local mm-hmm. or not local. Yeah. It's green. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right, Caleb Brandon Hyde. Brandon Hyde to me has done an exceptional job with what he's been given. Right, you talked about ownership. Really, I don't want to say penny pension, but not giving him the fullest deck to work with. Sure. But I I don't think he makes it beyond when they start to win. Hopefully, yeah. eighty games. Yeah. Right. I mean, does he look like the guy that's going to take them to the next level? No. I don't know the baseball manager market well, well enough to say to who's going to replace too. him. But he doesn't look to be the guy to get the best out of the team. He looks to be the guy who keeps the ship from sinking too much. But, in his defense, if you gave him the Blue Jays roster, he would look like the guy. Possibly. You know, I mean, have we seen you, – you don't know until you see him with that, right? Yeah, we, we haven't even had good enough teams to even put him in a situation where you know if X's and O's are even, yeah. even any good at that. Sure. You know, we don't even know that. Exactly. You know? And so. it's unfair. The pitching that he's had to deal sure. with yeah. since he's been the manager. Yeah, you gotta have the you gotta have the talent. I believe Bob Haney could go to the Dodgers and win ninety games, and I really believe that. Yeah. I believe that. All you gotta do is have a, so a right hand, a right hand, and put the names down. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah. You got the horses. You can do anything. But I, it's but it's a stain on his resume, Brandon yeah. Hyde, and I think it's an unfair one. I right. don't think it's but, a stain. Everybody knows what yeah. he's working with. He, but he, does he, he get a job? Does he get a job somewhere else? No. But I don't think he would have got a managerial job anywhere else anyway. But he knew he would what he was signing up for. Absolutely. Let's yeah. put it that way. Absolutely. Exactly. So Absolutely. as so as we view Brandon Hyde as the guy that's gonna be gonzo when the Rutchmans and the Rodriguez's and the Stowers, et cetera, et cetera, sure. start to flourish. Yeah. How much longer is the leash for Mike Elias now? Because Rutchman was his pick. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the health situation, and I'm not trying to doom and gloom it up here, but they've lost a ton of games with him as the GM. And he's been notorious for trading and going cheap, and they finally signed a pitcher to a major league deal. This uh, Lyles, who led the league in home runs allowed for to $5 million. When do we start to ju- judge and analyze Mike Elias here? When the draft picks start to pan out. It's not, t- it's not time yet. Because until the draft picks start to pan out and some of these international free agent guys that we get can become big leaguers, and then we can go out and really get real guys, he can't be judged. So, Hyde, we're going to judge you on the crap that we have to put out on the field right now because we can't compete financially, yeah, certainly right. from a talent yeah, level. But league. I get a pass. Well, because Elias' guys yeah. aren't even in the big leagues yet. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Him and Mydell, yeah, those guys the are nerd gone. fest yeah. that mm-hmm. has now become baseball yeah. with all due yeah, that's the thing with baseball. It just takes so long it to get into so the big league. Yeah. Not like football where you can, you, you're on the roster and if a guy goes down, you can come in and, and yeah. get a chance. Yeah. Baseball. But it's, to it's Junior's point, sport. Rutschman, okay, they lost a year, mm-hmm. 2020 to COVID. Mm-hmm. Rutschman was drafted, what, 19? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should have been playing for the Orioles. Uh, well, I mean, I mean in I, that draft, if it wasn't for 20. You take that COVID white year. Other than pitchers. He probably makes his debut last other year. Other than pitchers, year. who else in that draft? Andrew Vaughn, who probably really shouldn't have been on the White Sox last right. year, but they needed him, so and he, he helped. early. Mm-hmm. Ha- has Torkelson played? Has Torkelson been up at all yet? With Detroit? Yeah. yeah. He played a little I think last so, year. yeah, yeah. So yeah. really, not a lot of guys have been up. But it's just that, like I said, it's that risk you take with the college guys. Yeah, I mean, they got to play out But he quick. was the number one pick I know, I know. in the draft. I know. And you mentioned Bobby Witt, who's probably going to be in Kansas City. Yeah, and he's only 20. Yeah, and the versatility. hes He could play left field now. And that's the difference. You yeah. take an 18-year-old, and now he's an 18-year-old that's been, you know, in pro baseball two, three years. He's, he's an exceptional 18-year-old. It's not like you can do this with everybody. 
But now you got a 20, 21 year old guy as opposed to your twenty five year old Adley Rushman. Yeah, it, but getting back to my original point, I guess the the Orioles jinxed. I'm starting to feel they're not that jinxed. the baseball gods are kind of pissing on the Orioles for whatever reason. Yeah, now they're not jinxed. When they were jinxed and when the baseball gods were pissing on them is ten years ago when they were drafting just. Scrub after scrub, like in the Billy, Billy Rowell. Yeah, I guess Billy Rowell. Uh, that was a disaster. Yeah, I guess I, I love baseball so much. And we talked about it earlier um, that uh, baseball is the number one sport, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. football now. Mm-hmm. But I just love baseball. I mean, we get to talk about it like we do because baseball is the one sport that's not a team sport. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, not a team really sport. Is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just not because you can hit, if you can hit 90 and 100, you can go from team to team and play right away. Yeah. Catch the ball right away. But in football, you got it, it's a team sport. Basketball, the same thing. We see it all the time where a superstar gets traded to a team uh-huh. and where did its powers go? Because there's no continuity. But in baseball, I can I can be traded from my team to your team in the same game and play. I can go right around and play because it's been done before. I can go out and pitch and because it is not a team sport. It's an individual sport. It's the most serious sport to me that you have to have a, a skill to play than any other sports. Mm-hmm. Than basketball, football, I don't care. You see these football players go to these other teams and they can't play, but they go to another team and they can play because they gel with the quarterback and it takes a minute. But in baseball, I can the next game I can go out there and play shortstop for you. What do you think? As far as what baseball being an individual well, sport, it's, it's nine individuals make up a team. Oh, yeah. it's a hundred. It's a. It's a. It, and this is I why mean, I, the third baseman still throws it to a guy who has to. Catch oh, no the doubt, ball. right? No yeah. doubt. I mean, but it's yeah. a very selfish individual sport. Like yeah. I'll, I'll put it like this: like when I was playing baseball, my dad wouldn't say, "Hey, did the team win?" Say, "What did you do?" You know, <laughs> what, what did you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I went two for three. Oh, I went three for four. Stat and, checking. And baseball, yeah. I don't give a shit what <laughs> anybody says. You want your team to win, but at the back of your head, it was like, man, I got my three hits. I did, but you yeah, know what I mean? I was three it's for five. One, yeah, it's one-on-one. Yeah. It's between what you and you did against the pitcher, one-on-one. And these guys are the same way. And you can it's do it right away. Sport. You can go from team to team. And be the same guy. And be in the lineup. Yeah. But in football and basketball, you got to gel with the other guys. When does he throw the outlet pass? Mm-hmm. When does he throw this? When do I yeah. hand off? I got to yeah. get in sync. Yeah, but a ground but in, ball is going to come to you. Yeah, baseball, right, you don't right, have to do else. that. You know what I mean? Um, what do you think, Caleb? I don't know. I kind of disagree. Uh, I think it's very much a team sport because you were saying, to your point of how does he loft this pass, when does he put it down? But in baseball. It's the same thing, though. Where does he put his grounders? Where does he put his nah. toss field to first? You want you it right here. Baseball. But you where, play baseball. You are correct. Yeah, I have not played baseball, play baseball, so I am absolutely yeah. not on yeah. the same page. Because if you play baseball, people. you would understand. You could yeah. stand. If I can pitch for the Mets right yeah. now, I could go for the Giants tomorrow and pitch. Yeah, but the, this, the, the feeling of gelling still remains. I do want that to be known because, like, if you, who knows if Correa is going to do good in Minnesota? He should. Because he's awesome, but Minnesota isn't a great place to hang out. Who knows what the team is like, and that very much affects the uh, mental aspect. Sure, of the it could. So yeah, yeah it, could. It, it could. I just don't want to say it's an individual sport it is, because it is. an individual it sport is. is tennis. Yeah, there's no one else on the court with you. No, well, I will say it's I can't most... play first base, I can't play third base, and I can't play outfield yeah. at one yeah. time. Yeah, 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 but. It's the most individualistic team. Oh, sure. absolutely, because you're right. That. What he, your dad was asking you, yeah. what'd you do today? Yeah. Oh, I went two for three or three for four, and like that's the only sport you can really ask that yep. about. You know, when you're a wide receiver in football, how many passes did you catch? Well, I only won because the quarterback threw him in the dirt every day. And there's, right. And there's only a couple of things in baseball that, that, that synergy and being with somebody can, can make any difference. That's pitchers and catchers and middle infielders turning a double play or something. There really isn't a whole and, lot of other things that can happen. And when I said, need somebody else. And when I said that in baseball, 
Bob can go from my team to his team in the same game. That's happened before. Oh, yeah. It, it, it went on the other. He played for me to, and, and went on the field. The, for yeah, the just walk to the other clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, you know, when you talk about going two for three, three for four, whatever it is, say you're playing third base, you get an E because uh-huh. you threw one in the dirt and the first baseman, you know, should have scooped and yeah. he didn't. You were yeah. probably like, this guy sucks. Of course. I got an E5 because this asshole didn't get make the scoop because right. once it hits the dirt, it's on you. Right. But we've seen the ball like bounce like perfectly. And a guy not make it, so that goes back to the team aspect. I got an E because the guy over there didn't have my back sure. and make the play at first. That's why they call it errors. Or I've also seen guys that, <laughs> <laughs> and you made an error, or, or, and not also, mistakes. Yeah, and you yeah. also seen guys that keep guys from getting errors. Guys that can pick it at first. Yeah, that, that happens. All right, so for the Orioles, though, in closing with the baseball theme today, uh, expectations are still low. The Rutschman news, I think, kind of puts a damper, at least on the early part of the season, because you're, I don't think you're going to see any of the other younger guys yet. Rodriguez isn't coming north with the team. Henderson. We're not going to see Henderson probably for another year, maybe. We might see the Westbergs of the year, but when they open the season against the Brewers mm-hmm. on the 11th, the Camden Yards 305, uh, it's going to be kind of this, hey, here's Calvin Gutierrez. Yeah. And the Brewers yeah, are in the great. National League, right? Yes. Yeah, they won the division last and year, and we open up against the National League team. But at least they got the DH in both leagues now, right? Yeah. So we don't have to see that pitcher coming up. And that's something I want to talk about. We talked about it last week. You said, you know, now with the agents, you know, with the that represent these guys, you know, yeah, case in point, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt. Now he goes to San Diego. A week ago, only half the you know he could only go to half the team. You know, he had he had to be a first baseman or had to be a DH in the American League. Now he can go to a National League team, and he can spell Hosmer. He can play first base sometimes for Hosmer. He can DH every now and then. It opened up a whole a whole league to him. You know, a, a whole half of a league is now in the market now. Yeah, but there's, there's going to be a lot of guys like that. Because uh, Tatis is out for a couple months. Tatis, man, he can't get out of his own way, man. I mean, that, that hurt. stupid. That hurt them, you know, with the Dodgers going to get, what, Freeman? They're already going to be battling with San Diego, and then with Tatis going out, they're going to lose games. The Giants, who happened to win, what, 108 yeah, games that's last right. year? Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Tatis, one thing, it's one thing to get hurt on the field. You know, he's had injury problems on the field. But yep. a, a motorcycle, I mean, that can't happen. That cannot happen. Right. As the face of the franchise and almost uh, practically the face of baseball, that can't happen. You know, you, you got to be smarter than that. Yep. And, and, you know, they and it's in his contract where you can't do that, but they're not going to enforce that because if they did and didn't, they could walk away from his contract, but they're not going to do it because somebody else will pick him up. There's no doubt. I mean, we just saw in football what uh, Cleveland did. I mean, you know. Uh, with a $230 million guaranteed contract guaranteed, yeah. with, with everything hang, hanging over this guy's head. So, you know. So, baseball's upon us, and it's uh, exciting to read box scores for the first time in a long time. But, oh, Senior, yeah. you mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson goes from Houston, yep. where he didn't play at all last year. That's right. And we'll get to the bigger picture yep. stuff. But $230 guaranteed million. Lamar Jackson is smiling this morning, baby. Lamar was the first one tweeting on the Friday. (laughs) Congrats, broski, is what he said. Uh, In the back of his mind, he was congratulating himself because he knows he's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, this guy, uh, and he got paid last year. I mean, the the Houston asked him to just walk away until they get this thing done. But he he got his money, and it showed you, you know, he's a 26-year-old guy going to Cleveland, when he's on the field, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Cleveland thinks so so much that they guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollars that we'll put my money on you, and gave up all those picks. 
Now, I know they're first-round picks, but first-round picks don't mean that they're going to be good players. Absolutely It just means that they're first-round picks. Yeah. They got something right now. They brought in Deshaun Watson to replace the number one pick yeah. in yeah. the draft in Baker Mayfield. But does it change the balance of power sure. in the AFC North where now Cleveland, perennial laughing stocks, quite yeah. frankly, mm-hmm. are they better than Baltimore? Are they better than Cincinnati? Well, they're not, the defending they're, they're champions. Not, they're not going to be Pittsburgh. A they bring in Mitch Trubisky, another yeah. number two overall pick in yeah. the draft. Same draft as Watson and Mahomes, by the way. How's the AFC North? We look at the AFC West, and that's like a crazy. There's no gimmies in our. There could but be the no AFC North, you know, who's the team now? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, We're have to see. Cincinnati, you know, is going to be good. Yep. Cleveland gave up zero off their off their team for 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 um Watson. for Watson. They didn't give up anything. And in Baltimore, obviously, we're in the heat of the hunt with our guys coming back. And the Steelers, they're always there. Now, I don't know if this quarterback can jump up there, but with Tomlin up there, I think every game in this division will be a tough game to win. I honestly believe that. And it should be. That's what it always has been. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. it's a little tougher now because you got – Potentially four good teams. Yeah, we do. But uh, it's going to be dog fight. I right wonder where uh, he, where Baker's going to end up now. Pittsburgh. Well, he <laughs> said Indy. I was reading he wanted a preference to the Colts, Colts. who just traded Carson Wentz to yeah. the Commanders. And Seattle needs somebody, huh? Seattle needs a quarterback, even though I think they're kind of in like rebuild mode right now. But Caleb, what do you think? The AFC North, very competitive division, and the Ravens. Let's be honest, they've kind of lost a little national juice. In yeah, the last 12 yeah. months. I would yeah. definitely agree. They've definitely lost a little bit of national juice. Uh, I have heard a lot on national radio and reading a lot of articles from national pundits, and they're viewing Cleveland as a Super Bowl contender immediately. Sure. And I don't know if I agree with that. Um, they lost Landry. Uh, you went and saw what OBJ did when he left the team. They signed, um, not Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper. But Amari Cooper on the Dallas Cowboys had a – mediocre year their run game strong but i don't see cleveland as coming out on top of that division i still see baltimore from a realistic position having the opportunity to take it with the steelers mitch trubisky i have a lot of hope for him because a lot of people blamed matt Nagy for a lot of his issues trying to play an offense mitch trubisky couldn't play mike tomlin has been look what he got out of big ben on his last leg so if he has a new younger quarterback that can actually move like ben did in his younger days i think it's going to be good now deshaun watson I'm disappointed in a lot of GMs. I'm disappointed in Cleveland, the Commanders, uh, the Saints, the Falcons, just because it wasn't resolved, right? You went out $230 million guaranteed with a million in his first year. His contract's been set up, so his first year he only makes a million dollars. Why? Because he's going to be suspended 8 to 10 games. So I'm just a little disappointed in the you ethos so, of it all. I, I look at it this way. I think so, he because sat he out sat a whole out, season. But it wasn't punishment. Right. It, he was a healthy right. scratch right. for 17 games. He got paid. $10 million. Yeah. Would that be if you're the NFL and you're Sheriff Goodell, who hugs you up when he drafts you, <laughs> but he's got no problem suspending your ass when he's able to drop the hammer? That since he's already missed a year, that I think, he might get slapped on the wrist. I here. think he gets 10 no games, criminal charges, but 10, there's civil lawsuits at the end. Six, I think he gets ten appeals and ends up six. So then that deal doesn't look all that great until for the first half of the season. But but Cleveland because knows by that, then yeah. they might be buried in the yeah, AFC. Right, exactly. But they're in for the long haul. This guy's 26. He's 26 years old. Cleveland's in. They know. 
They, they put two hundred thirty million. They, they know. And the draft picks that proves they're yeah. in the long, in yeah. the long haul just by itself. Yeah. So. Now, what needs to happen for us to be in contention? Lamar needs to sign that deal so they can have him in place and use some money when they spread it out to go get some help for Lamar Jackson. Because if not, I, I just like he said, we lost some luster. Well, you said just like we lost, we lost luster oh, yeah. right now. I mean. The- because of Lamar's star power, the Ravens yeah. probably still get like four national TV yeah. games next yeah. year. But they could be in flex potential, mm-hmm. too, as we've seen. But two years ago at this time, Ravens were going to be Super Bowl contenders perennial. Yeah. And he, Lamar Jackson, was one of the faces of the league. Mm-hmm. Now people don't even list him in their top five quarterbacks in the AFC. I know. Much less long. in the NFL. It won't take long to get that back. You, you let a healthy Lamar come out the gate. With, a, with one or two, and he's gonna be fired up. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. gonna be chip because on the shoulder. I, I don't believe he's gonna finish the contract before the season starts because I do believe he's trying to prove it. Now, I'm not saying what's right and wrong for his own choices of contract, but yeah. whatever it is on the twenty three and a half. He's yeah. Go ahead, guarantee. I think he's gonna ball. And if he doesn't, I mean, he knows that's what he's up against. Yep. He has to ball, yep. or he doesn't get paid. Yep. And he right. saw what somebody who didn't even play for a whole year got paid. Yeah, yeah. I so. think a healthy, pissed off Lamar with with motivation. For the league. It's his running backs back. That's yeah. the main thing. Too. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Moses will be the right tackle. You're crossing your fingers that Ronnie Stanley's going to be ready to play left tackle. You need a center now because um, Bozeman went to what Carolina, I believe it was. So yeah, I mean, you knew he was going to price himself yeah. out of Baltimore anyway. But you know, you got young weapons at wide receiver. You have a premier tight end in. Mm-hmm. And Mark Andrews. And we certainly got enough picks in the draft. And I think that he's Lamar. Yeah. He sees all the... Huh. Oh, does he ever? Yeah. Justin Herbert's ahead yeah. of me now? Yeah. Guy had never even been in the playoffs. Yeah. He's only been in the league two years. But yeah. Lamar's second year, they won 14-2. and two. He was MVP of the league. Yeah. And, and I think Justin Herbert's a hell of a player. Let's not put him Lamar in Canton Jackson. yet. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No. Win a playoff game. Get to the playoffs. Right. And I think Lamar sees that. And even though he's not... Let's just say he's not on Twitter bitching and complaining about not getting. He's not Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. for instance, right. with the. But the, he puts the it out there. Oh, but Lamar does. Lamar's yeah. smart. But he's not smart. to that. They're real yeah. little subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be motivated yeah, as Lamar's hell savvy. this season. Yeah, he's savvy. And if they can protect him, now he's got his Robin, mm-hmm. the yeah. running back, because yeah. he's Batman. Uh huh. I think the sky's the limit for this Ravens offense. I'm hoping. Unless I'm hoping. Roman. Yeah. doesn't use the vault or whatever it is that he gets criticized for. I think the Ravens, are they're a sleeping giant I agree. in the AFC I, I in agree. 2020. You can't, what everything that happened with the Ravens last year, the injuries, unheard of, you can't put any stock into what happened last year. That does not, that you really have to throw that away and watch. It's hard for fans to do that, but you really have to. Hey, they were 8-3 and three at one point, so they were, they, we were able to scrape something together. Yeah. Eleven games, eleven games. We were in the same position as a Super Bowl. Yep. And, and it, it, oh, they were the number one seed yeah. through eleven. Exactly. Games. As yeah. bad of a year as we had last year, down to the wire, the last game counted. It mattered. We, that last game of the year still made a difference yeah. for us. And, and we had a bad team. And with a bad team, and that's yeah. saying a lot. Still need a pass rusher, though, right? Yeah, we do. The Zadarius Smith, the deal that yeah. imploded. Yeah. He saw what Von Miller was getting, and he was like, and he "Wait did what a minute!" Anybody would do. Yeah. Yeah. But good luck getting that money. I mean, he's coming off a back injury. Right, yeah. He played about oh, yeah. two games last yeah. year. Yeah. So no he would have been a great asset to this team. I think Mike McDonald's going to do wonders for this Ravens to pass rush. Unfortunately, David Ajabo, who played for him at uh, Michigan, uh, tore his Achilles at his pro day. But if there's a weakness on the team, 
And I think Marcus Williams fills a major hole at safety. Chuck Clark is your in-the-box kind of guy. Now you got your playmaker. Mm -hmm. Peters and Humphrey will come back healthy and motivated. Pierce coming back, I think, is a good move. And now he's played, what, six games in two years. Mm -hmm. But if there's a gaping hole on the defense, it's a sidekick to Patrick Queen and who's getting to the quarterback. Exactly. And they'll address that. They'll, They'll address that, Bobby. There's somebody out there, whether they get him in the draft or they trade for him, they'll address it. They know. I mean, if we know, they absolutely know. And it'll happen. With 10 picks... They'll get somebody. So, as we uh, will close with the NBA, not the smoothest transition in the mm-hmm. world, but uh, oh, yeah. LeBron James. Oh, yeah, he's a number oh, two. He passed Carl Malone yesterday. Hitting for, for, for Lou Alcinda, right? And once again, against who? The My Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. And My Wizards. Last and time we were talking. Yeah, and they, and blew, they still lost. And they blew the Lakers. <laughs> Blew a 16-point lead because the zinger. You looked at win. me when I said Lou Alcindor. I mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. changed his name, didn't he? Yeah, well, his first two years, I think he yeah. was Lou Alcindor. But yeah. either way, yeah. still the number one scorer in the history of the NBA. But LeBron passes Carl Malone. And LeBron has been a very, very durable performer, yeah. like the mailman and Kareem yeah. were yeah. for the uh, duration of their careers. So now the number one guy is in sight. So for LeBron, he's got his MVPs. He's got his championship rings. Is he in goal mode now? He says he's not. Individual goal mode. He is. Yeah. He's in I think it depends on what next time. year looks like. Yeah. I think it depends on what the Lakers decide to do. And I'm not familiar with the contract that he's looking at next year. I believe he's still locked in. I think he signed a two-year deal last year. Um, I think it all depends. If they just screw the pooch. Don't do anything to help him chase that championship. He's absolutely going for points. He'd be in Cleveland. Well, he'd be on the team. Yeah. But he's already said that his his goal is to play with his son, Uh who's what? At least two years away from playing in the NBA. 16 or 17. Yeah. So that's, and then LeBron's in his 40s by then. Mm -hmm. But could a touching reunion with Cleveland be a reality? Because I think he kind of threw a not so subtle hint that. Yeah, they, you know, going back home or yeah. whatever it was. And, and with transportation look, with Jets Hit gravy training that Lakers legacy, which we talked about last week. Yeah. I don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. If there's a more, he's the most identifiable Cleveland Cavalier ever. ever. And always will be. Right. With the Lakers, he's competing with Hall of Famers right. and legends. Yeah. Cleveland. No, he's not. And and anybody thinks he is, I'm going to respectfully disagree without using profanity. He's not a Laker. No. He's not one of the five most influential Lakers ever, as Jeannie Buss said. Wasn't one of his nicknames the Lord of Ohio or something? One of the nicknames that he had. He's from Akron. I bet you it was. I bet you if you look it up. He's, it's for the Cavaliers legacy, it's LeBron. Then there's a significant drop to, like, what, Mark Price or Brad Darty or somebody like that, Larry Nance. I mean, he is synonymous with Cleveland basketball. And you saw how emotional he was when they won the title in 2016 because he did it first. He did it in Miami, but he did it in Cleveland. And I think, to him, that was like the ultimate accomplishment. Yeah, it was. I mean, a town that that, that hadn't won in years. And you brought it home. Yeah. And coming from behind? Yeah. yeah. I mean, against Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Look, and we talked about it last week. I think Jordan's the best player of all time, and that's on my mind's not changing anytime soon. But LeBron James took a bunch of slappies to playoffs multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. Now, see, now you're making our defense, yeah. making our case but, for it. But, this is what I was trying to say. Yeah, but, you know, it's not like Michael Jordan made a bunch of dudes Hall of Famers. 
I think Dennis Rodman was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. Yeah, but Pippen. Uh, you know, yeah, what happened when he left? He's, Pippen, wasn't Pippen one of the 50 greatest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gladys Knight and the Pippen. Yeah. But I, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made dudes Hall of Famers yeah, and All Stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. LeBron just carried a bunch of, I don't want to say scrubs because they're professional yeah. basketball players. But the one year when they lost to, what was it, San Antonio in the yeah. finals? They had no business even sniffing the finals. And they rolled through Detroit. and that comp- I mean, that's when he was at the height of his powers. Yep. So I'll give him credit for that because he took mediocre teams deeper into the playoffs than mere mortals could Absolutely. do. Absolutely. But I think now it's kind of just, I think hubris has kicked in. There's a lot of uh, narcissism going on with LeBron. And, you know, he's chasing Jordan. Yeah, he is. And he always will. Absolutely. That legacy. Yeah, as he should. There's nothing else for LeBron to, to he, he has to chase the record and he has to just build the legacy up. I mean, there's nothing else for him he can do. He's done it all. There's nothing else for him to do. He can't win anymore. Sure. If he get got more rings, that'd be great. But there's nothing else LeBron can do than chase that all-time score record. If he does that, that's it. But as a GM, I think we question his, uh, his decision. Right, the general manager, yeah. Because the Lakers, yeah. I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I saw this coming. Carmelo, God bless him, downside of his career. I mean, Houston yeah, well, he literally was, told him, we yeah, don't even want yeah, you around right, a team yeah, right. anymore. And he had found a nice niche in Portland with the Blazers. But mm-hmm. they were trying to recapture the glory of 2012 yeah. with this year's team. So you kind of knew it was not going to work yeah, but out they the got way Carmelo just I didn't think it was going to be this bad. But Westbrook, that's where he got hurt. Westbrook was going to... And Davis can't stay on the floor. Well, I know, I know. That, that killed him with Davis can't stay on But Westbrook... I don't know what it is out there with him, but his game is just gone. I mean, he's a, he's terrible. He he is Brick City if you watch the West game. Brick. Yeah, I mean, he really, really is. Yeah, and, his yeah his game because yeah. he was good for the Wizards yeah. last year, right? Yeah, but he was the he big fish with the Wizards. Double. Yeah, you yeah. know. But this double. year, it was yeah, just he's bottomed out big uh-huh. time. They asked him in the press recently how he feels when his shots. I don't know how he could have worded this any nicer, but he was like, how do you feel when you take really bad shots and you miss really bad shots? And his only answer was, I got 23,000 points. And it's like, yeah, we know. We watched you do all that, and now we're watching you miss every shot. So what is going on? And everybody saw this coming, man. Oldest roster in the league. You can't make a deep run. Yeah, Dwight Howard's been – he's been a stiff for quite some time. Carmelo's been a bench guy for a long, long time. Davis by them And Westbrook's on what? Fourth team in four years, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, but Davis not being there, it's just LeBron's just by himself. Yeah, because Anthony Davis went healthy. Oh. You can make a strong argument; oh, yeah. it's the best power forward in the but NBA. This has been a problem for him his whole entire yeah. career. No you doubt know, about last it. Last time he played eighty games. Yeah, hard. I, cannot, I, I don't know. think ever. I don't even think his rookie year he played eighty games. Yeah, can't stay on the and real quick with Westbrook too, and this just what I'm gathering watching the post game press conferences where he kind of sits by himself. Right. He's never with LeBron. He's not part of the team. He doesn't have a care in the world. I know. He just, never has. Just kind of sits there and, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure he hates losing yeah. and being, you know, the, the scapegoat for this debacle of well, a well, season. Westbrook, he's always he's looked like a selfish kinda, player. Yeah, just like, eh, whatever. He's always looked like the me guy. He's never looked like a guy that was a team guy. Even in Oklahoma, he, he never looked like And what does he get, 40 million guy. or some crazy number like that? I mean, come on. Well, now. he's going to get, they're going to cut him because nobody's going to trade for him yeah, um, after the season. They're going to pay him. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, boys. As we wrap up this edition of the Sports Addicts, closing thoughts. Senior, we'll start with you. Well, I'd like to say that we had a great week at the store, and uh, 
we were in Baltimore Magazine. So if anybody see the April edition of Baltimore Magazine, they'll see a nice story about uh, Postal USA. But we know it as Robbie's first base uh, in in the uh, this edition of uh, Baltimore Magazine. Junior, what do you got? Uh, the Baltimore Magazine piece again. It's it's gonna it's in the stores now, but it's also gonna be online, so people will be able to check us out. And you know, we talk about a lot of the things we do here. One of the biggest things we do is the charity fundraisers, which finally, it's been two years now since the world's kind of like gone through some changes. Things are probably finally opening back up and people are now doing events in person now. So come here. We got all the silent auction items you can use free of charge, cost you nothing. All you can do is make money. There's no risk at all. You take our things on consignment to raise money and as good as it gets. What's the big news in sports memorabilia this week as we're a couple of weeks away from the start of baseball season? The biggest thing in sports memorabilia this week is the fact that a guy paid $518,000 for football for uh, Tom Brady's last game. And, of course, Mr. Brady came out of retirement, and the guy still owns that football because he bought the football a couple of hours before Brady came out. And then you're going to look at the uh, the odds in Vegas, guys put a bunch of money on Tampa Bay winning right before he made the announcement. So that's another thing that's out there is was there inside information on Brady coming out of retirement? So when it comes to gambling and buying memorabilia, um, you might want to wait till the guy really retires. Yeah, now the ball's worth what, like fifty k? Yeah. Well, they dropped yeah. over four hundred thousand. That's the problem with buying that stuff. You know, now in today's world, shoot, Jim Palmer tried to come back and be a pitcher in 1990. I so guys, are, guys just can't hang them up. And so that's just the risk you take. I remember listening to that game on the radio. It was a service bar at the Brass Elephant. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, hard shot to <laughs> Hard, hard. <laughs> he was getting rocked. Caleb, closing thoughts, please. Closing thoughts. Um, congratulations to the University of Maryland men's lacrosse team for destroying the University of Virginia in the Capital Classic, 23-12. to 12. That's number one versus number two. So now there's no question on who's the Ben's me- best men's lacrosse program out there. Way to go, Terps. And speaking of the Terps, we'd be remiss if we don't mention that it looks like Kevin Willard will be the new basketball coach at the University of Maryland. Wow. Still dotting I's, crossing T's, Seton Hall. Never made it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament with right. the Pirates. This is a very Turgeon-like hire yeah. to me. Not not, not, not moving the needle. Yeah. Not saying it's going to be bad. I don't know how he's going to recruit in Baltimore or the DMV, which is going to be key for him for yeah. sure. But I don't know if it's going to put asses in the Xfinity Center either. It's not exciting us. You can hear it in your voice right now. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you were looking for. That's no. not the name you were looking We We needed a bell ringer, and this ain't it. Well, I think it speaks to the fact that Maryland uh, basketball is not the, the bell ringing program right. that it was, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of juice for a long, long time. But right now, Maryland's kind of a college basketball afterthought, yeah. unfortunately. Not in the same breath as uh, the true Blue Bloods, which Maryland's never been, but they were in that ne- they were in Villanova's league. Absolutely. And now Villanova's kind of ascended to Blue Blood status, where Maryland's mm-hmm. uh, who's their coach again? Oh, that's right, Kevin Willard, the yeah, guy from Seton Hall. Yeah, we'll All right, boys. Well, it's been great as always for Robbie Senior, for Robbie Junior, for Caleb Rada. I'm Bob Haney. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing on this lovely day. We're not going to tell you what day it is because we're going to kind of evergreen this thing. But be safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Yes. Can I say class dismissed? Class dismissed. <laughs> Mother <laughs> efforts. I love it, Bobby.